Hey everybody, and welcome to Dice on Twenty. Hey guys, welcome back for session six. Oh, thank oh, you. Session six. My name's Liz. I am your dungeon master, and I am sitting at my table here today with Mike. Seamus McFadden. He rolls a one, but because he's dumb, he doesn't re-roll it. The fucking bum. And Ryan. Billiam, the real one, I swear this time, son. <laughs> and Katie. The professor stabbed through the heart and you slept through it. I, I didn't roll well, all Listen, right? I, I rolled very, very poorly. And forgot to re-roll. I did. I did. I had a hard day. I was inside of a room. Shut up. <laughs> I got locked behind a mirror. Oh, my God. Was, I didn't know how to get out. I was thirsty. Yep. Heart-shaped box. 90s, 90s. Um, it. For a quick recap on what happened last episode, we had the guys go through the tomb a little bit more. Uh, Billiam got tricked by a doppelganger, shoved behind a mirror. They fought a bunch of skeletons in a Skyrim-type crypt, and then Billiam attacked his friends. Motherfucker. Try to blow them up. Uh, mm-hmm. They were smart, though. They realized that it wasn't the real Billiam. They quickly got Billiam out of the mirror by... Not thinking at all and just smashing it, which thankfully mm-hmm. was the right answer. One hundred percent. Yep. After that, they decided to take a nice long break, maybe take a sleep, and due to some poor rolls and some forgetfulness from our players, <sighs> the professor was stabbed through the heart. <laughs> you slept through. And you don't Listen. have licensing rights. Love <laughs> <laughs> I'll get better. I promise. No one gave uh, me a glass of water either. So, you know, can we really just blame me? You made sure. oatmeal, though. <laughs> I tried. You, you did make oatmeal. All right, guys. So we're going to pick back up with this session. Uh, I'm going to have Katie roll initiative for the professor. And that's what we're going to pick back up. Let's oh, get to no. it. Eight. Nice and great. All right. And then I am going to have William also roll initiative because you are the only one awake. Seamus, we're going to have you wait on that. That's a four. Guys, it's really shaping up to be to, to look to look pretty well, I think. <laughs> this is going to go very, very well. Yeah. This is going to go great. Yes. All right. Uh, so, set the scene. We're inside the crypt. You're lying on the ground. William's trying to keep watch but nodding off a little bit. Borba has manifested in front of you and has stabbed you. And for that, because we did not deal your damage for that yet... I know this is a podcast, but y'all can't see me like squinting and cowering <laughs> for how much this is gonna hurt. Uh, that's actually only nine damage. Oh shit, that's not bad. It's not that bad. You take nine damage. You have been stabbed with a dagger. Borba's standing over you, holding a sword right towards your throat. Gave you a very impassioned speech, and now she's going to roll to attack. That is only a twelve. Oh my god, that misses! All right, well then it's your turn. Borba, babe, we don't have to do this. And then I pop into a rage um, because I was just fucking stabbed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna try and like shove her away from me. Go ahead and make a strength check. Strength check. That would be a 15. Uh, yeah, so you successfully push her away. She moves back about five feet. Or, but we don't, we don't have to do this. I already told you that you, I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. And she's gonna look and like her eyes kind of sadden a little bit. And she's just really trying to maintain that fierce presence. But you can tell that she's not happy about the choices she's made. I didn't want to hurt you. I didn't mean to. You killed me. 
and then you left our friends and ran. Did you know that they didn't even make it out? What do you mean they didn't make it out? You found the exit. They didn't. What? No, that's not possible. I don't understand. How did they not make it out? They, I, they, I, I thought I saw Takis a couple years ago. Well, I guess mine's play tricks on us pretty easy. Don't worry, I'm sure you'll find their bodies pretty close to the exit when you get your way there. I, I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't remember anything. I had no control. I just fucking touched it and then everything changed. You were always one for excuses. William, that's your turn. Uh, oh, oh crap. Oh, oh no. Um, I, uh, I'm gonna immediately throw a firebolt at her and then run 30 feet away, but I promise it's to help. Uh, go ahead and roll. Uh, does an 8 hit? Uh, that does not. Uh, okay, so I, I, I panic throw a firebolt, miss, uh, maybe singe the hair slightly, and, uh, immediately start running away 30 feet. I don't look very intimidating. Uh, but I promise I'm trying now. <laughs> Firebolt a cantrip? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, and now, instead of going back, Seamus, we're going to give you a chance to roll here. I'm going to have you roll a perception check with advantage to try and wake up. There's a lot going on here, so it's a pretty low roll. Uh, it's a 17 on the die. Uh, yeah, you are awake. Go ahead and roll me initiative. 17. Oh, perfect. Okay, uh, Seamus, actually, you can go ahead and take your turn. Uh, all right. Professor, let's end this. Uh, and, uh, Seamus will clock this son of a, well, not son, but daughter of a something. Looks a little weird. Uh, and who's gonna cast Heat Metal. Uh, gonna try and see if he can find, I don't know, um, you know, some metal parts of, uh, her armor, uh, hoping that, you know, it's something that's hard to get off. Uh, she's not wearing any armor that has metal on it. She's holding a sword, and she does have some sort of, like, locket on that's made of metal. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, target that locket. Okay. Getting hot over there like a boiling kettle. You'll have to do something about that heated up metal. Nice rhyme, bud. Thanks. Uh, all right, so choose a manufactured metal object, such as a metal weapon or a suit of heavy medium metal armor. You can see you cause the object to glow red hot. Any creature in physical contact takes 2d8 fire. When you cast this spell, until it ends, I can use it as a bonus action to uh, cause the damage again. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 11 instantaneous fire damage. And uh, if the creature is holding or wearing the object and takes the damage from it, the creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw or drop the object if it can. Okay, so um, she can't drop it. She'd have to take it off, so... Precisely. So if she doesn't drop the object, she has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start of my next turn. Okay. All right, uh, that's going to be her turn. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm also going to uh, look at uh, Billiam and say, Billiam, we've got to do this for the professor. Let's end it for her. Uh, and I'll give Billiam a bardic inspiration. <sighs> Take your d6 whenever you feel like it, bud. Perfect. Uh, so is that disadvantage on attack rolls, you said? Disadvantage on attack rolls, yes. Okay. She is going to look straight at the professor, and she is going to cast a vengeful glare. Uh, Professor, I need you to roll me a wisdom saving throw. Eleven? Unfortunately, that is a fail. On a failure, you are paralyzed until Borba does any damage to you or until the end of her next turn. When your paralysis ends, you are frightened for one full minute 
and you will need to continue to run away. Fright means you have to move as far away from her as possible as you can on your turn. Mm -hmm. uh, you can repeat your saving throw at the end of your turn to try to become unfrightened. Okay. But as of right now, you are paralyzed. Uh, define paralyzation. Like, can I can't move, but like, can I talk, or I'm just like stone? There, there is an actual condition. Okay. Um, so a paralyzed creature is incapacitated. It can't move or speak. Okay. You automatically fail all strength and dex saving throws, and any attack against you has advantage. Okay. Any attack that hits you mm -hmm. is a critical hit if they're within five feet of you. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So not cool. 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 Uh, so she's going to cast the Vengeful Glare, and it is going to then be... Uh, sorry, we're back to William's turn. Professor's turn. I'm sorry, it's your turn, Professor. So I'm going to get to do a throw, or am I still paralyzed until her turn? No, you're paralyzed. You actually can't okay. do anything. But if you wanted to look around, we'll say your eyes aren't paralyzed <laughs> if you feel like it. <laughs> I imagine I'm still just freaking laying on the... Or no, i got to be sitting at least a little bit upright, because I did just try to push her away. But I'm sure it's actually pretty fucking funny to see me just kind of frozen in time. Um, well, then that's going to be William's turn. Oh, oh goodness. Um, I'm going to... Uh... I'm now 30 feet away. I'm going to back up another 50. I'll stay 30 feet away. And I'm going to cast Chromatic Orb as uh, best as I can. <laughs> that's going to be frost damage. Ooh, that's new. Roll a one and one and a four. <laughs> nice. Uh, so that's going to be six frost damage. And Fast is Chromatic Orb a leveled spell? Yes, it is. I thought so. Rolled an 11 and my <laughs> wild magic's a nine. <laughs> you <Ten>. motherfucker. <laughs> All right, so you're up to a 10, so we are now at a straight 50-50 shot. Oh I'm sure it'll never happen. Oh my god. Okay, uh, we're going to circle back around to Seamus' turn. All right, so uh, I'm assuming that I'm probably close enough where if I wanted to, I could close the distance to get to melee range. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, I'm going to initially use my bonus action uh, to reignite that heat metal. Mm -hmm. uh, that is 14 fire damage. Uh, and same disadvantage on attack rolls and the such uh, until the end of my next turn. Uh, and I am going to close the gap and try and see if I can slash at Borba's feet with my rapier. Go for it. That is a 25 to hit. Ooh, that hits. All right. Ooh. That's a one for damage, so only oh. on, only five damage, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll still... <laughs> oh, get, get away from her! Get away from her. You can't take her. Um, that's going to be Borba's turn. She looks you and goes, I can take her if I need her. And she is going to try to make two fist attacks against the professor, and she's going to move close. So if these hits, they will both be critical hits. Does a 15 hit you? Yes. Okay. Does a 14 hit you? Yes. Oh, they both hit, and they're both going to be crit. So give me one second here. 14 is my armor class, so mm, yeah. That hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, give me one second because I don't have enough dice out for this. I need to get dice. Um, so this is going to be, for anybody who is curious, <laughs> 16d6. Uh. All right. Let's get some fucking maths in here. Professor, you're paralyzed. Looking up at the woman that you loved, that you murdered that's been haunting you for years in your dreams and now in front of you as she gets a vengeful glare 
in her eye. And you see the rage that's in your body take over her slowly. She punches you once. And then follows through with her second fist, only this time as she brings it around. She hits you upside your head in just the right spot that your body falls backwards and the back of your head hits the floor. The force from the impact is hard enough that you are brought down to zero hit points and negative your max hit points. You lay on the ground and once you hit backwards, everything starts to go black. Borba stops. You see her rage drain from her body. She comes over to you in the best that she can and tries to scoop you into your arms as you're taking your last few breaths. She whispers to you, I'm sorry. It had to be done. I'm so sorry. But I can be at peace now. Baby, will you marry me? I'm going to do everything I can to get you in. I promise Dragal is going to let you in. Your life fades. William and Seamus, you see Borba stands. Her body starts to dematerialize and she disappears. Professor! And, uh, Seamus is gonna run over to the professor, grab her shoulders, and shake her. Um, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try a healing word. You've gotta come, come back with us. Professor! You cast healing word, and nothing happens. Billion, help! Uh, I, I, I'm gonna, uh, fucking bitch, and I'm gonna throw up. Chromatic orb at a what's left of Borba. She's still even there. Um, you throw a chromatic orb, and it's going to just hit the ground. Unfortunately, she is not there. I think, I think she's gone. Billy, my, I think she's gone. Can you? Did you do your healing thing? Did you try anything else? It, it didn't work. You have to try something else. I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any potions. I don't have any. I think. I think she's gone. Oh, professor, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we couldn't save you. But I hope that. I hope that you and Borba can maybe find some peace in the next life. And they thought. Someone thought you deserved all this for picking up a amulet? And I, I reached down to touch it. Um, William, you reach down and you touch this amulet. You feel your body go hot. Your eyes go black. Your vision fades. Seamus, I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, fucking shit. Uh, with the two on the die, that'll be an eight. You see that a fire erupts from Billiam. He looks like his whole body just went on fire and it explodes outwards. You get singed. Thankfully, you have a ruby from the amulet. 
And although you take a little bit of fire damage, nine, you don't meet Borba's same fate. Billiam! Billiam is engulfed in flames for a few minutes. You see eventually it starts to come down and he kind of crumples to the ground. William, your vision comes back to you. The amulet that you had in your hand is now around your neck, and the ruby that you had in your pocket is now back inside the amulet. You see that this amulet only has one missing ruby, so there are 11 other rubies on this amulet now. Are you all right? I think so. I... Didn't fully expect that, but maybe I should have thought more. I'm not exactly in the right state. It's okay. It's all right. I want to find out how to uncurse this amulet so this doesn't happen to anyone else again. Agreed. This thing has already taken way, way too many lives. Billiam, as you look down and examine the amulet, you notice that it has an intricate scorpion drawing on it. Um, and you you know the professor has been working on trying to do research on this amulet for a very long time. She's had it for years. You know some key things about it. It She got it in this tomb. This is the tomb of Jergal. She was hoping that this tomb would be able to provide answers. This is where her research had led her to come back here. Um, you guys weren't looking to come back here, but... It seems like there's probably something in here that can help you figure out what this curse is about. It's not all bad. From having this amulet, you are now cursed. However, your curse gives you the storm aura uh, bonus action that the professor had. So the rubies can be given out as protection, as previously stated. And you can now use the storm aura for a bonus action with your character. Uh, I think let's just, let's just take a little bit of a rest here for a minute. Yeah. Gather. I need to gather my thoughts. Yeah, you guys can take a short rest. Uh, during the short rest, uh, Billiam, what are you doing? Well, so when I did my, uh, my accidental fire aura, did it, um, did it do anything to the professor's body? Um, unfortunately, the professor was unable to make a dex check to get out of the way, and her body was essentially cremated. Okay. Um, there are some ashes left over. Would I have any kind of a... In my... Uh, I know I have like a, a large a large bunch of stuff with me. Would any of it happen to be a small vial or an urn or some kind, or is there anything in the room like that? In the room, there are urns. I mean, you're in the room filled with skeletons and stuff like that, so there's definitely vases and urns and whatnot. You also probably do have a couple empty vials on you in your fanny pack, um, probably just either empty water containers or something that you could use. I'd like to um, see if I can find an empty urn and put most of the uh, professor's ashes in it and um, to put that in my uh, in my pack to carry. Yeah, you um, you scoop up some of her remains into an empty urn that you find. You put it into your fanny pack. Uh, it's sealed, so it's all set. Uh, Seamus, what about you? What are you doing? Uh, Seamus is going to uh, it's gonna sit for a minute, not really finding too many words, but um, 
gonna kind of just think that you know maybe we maybe we gotta we gotta keep chugging on. So I'll uh, I'm gonna head over to the the billiard and gonna stand over him, extend out a hand. You ready to head out there, bud? Yeah, we we gotta find Stinger. All right, let's go. All right, I'm gonna I, help him up. I grab his hand to get up. I'm gonna pull. Uh, yeah, you try to pull him up. He is much larger than you, but yep. you, you do your best. Yep. Yeah. Um, Not really much of a help, but uh, I, I let you pull me up to my knees and thank you for it, and then I stand, <laughs> stand the rest <laughs> of the way up. But, um, but I helped. Yeah, yes. the mood is a little somber, but you guys are doing your best to move forward. You still need to find Stinger, and there is much more of this tomb to go. And if what Borba said is accurate, it's not the easiest to find your way out. So there is a sense of urgency here, especially where now it's only two of you. Um, you exit the room and you're back in the hallway. The hallway has, if you were to continue down the way you were going, there was a door on the left, a door on the right, and then you do see some doors further down. What would you guys like to do? Uh, I think that, I think let's let's continue down. We'll check out that door to the left and, and see what we got. Yeah. What do you think? I think that's a fair plan. All right. Yeah, you guys just walked in the hallway, and there's still the mirrors here, but you guys aren't fools. You ain't looking in those mirrors. Yep, fuck that. Big ol' fuck that. <laughs> uh, so you guys keep walking down. You get to the door on the left. Um, this door is more ornate than the other doors. It is a wood door, but it has like these gold embellishments that go around it. Very ornately carved, and the handle looks to be made of pure gold as well. Uh, you guys turn the handle, and the door opens right up. Hmm. All right. What's uh, what's in here? Uh, it is a little dark, but as you kind of lean in and peer through, some of the torchlight from behind you flickers in. You guys see inside, and there appears to be three chests. They are all in a row. This is about a closet-sized room. It's very small. So it's a chest to the left, a chest to the middle, a chest to the right, and they are all identical. Our uh, our our Seamus's. Uh... Uh, Seamus senses tingling at the moment. I don't know what Seamus is. Seamus. Neither does Seamus. Um, <laughs> to be quick, fair, he wants you to give him advantage on our perception. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Seamus's Seamus senses are, but uh, th- uh, I guess I'd like to inspect some of the chests. This is an unlocked room with just three chests in it. Yeah, you're welcome to take a look at them. Which one do you want to investigate? First of all, roll me an investigation check, and then second of all, tell me which one you're investigating. All right. Uh, for sake of ease, we're just going to call them left, center, and right. Left, center, and right. Uh, oh, boy. That is an eight for an investigation, and I'll go with the left. Um, you go over to the left, and you look at this chest. Uh, it is a sturdy chest made of wood. It has some metal embellishments on it. Uh, you do a light little knuckaroony on it, and yep, seems seems good quality. Uh, Billiam, what, what do you think of the craftsmanship here? I'm gonna spend a solid, way too long knocking on <laughs> one, just one plank, not not the rest of any of it. <laughs> just one of the planks at the very front, and then be like, "It's all right. The back's really put together." Having not had looked at the back at all, but I'm very <laughs> confident that, that was the part that was good. <laughs> you guys, yeah, you knock on it. Um, Okay. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll crack her open. 
Yeah, you push up on it. Um, ironically, there is no lock. It just kind of opens up. And inside, you see a little bag that is green in color. Looks like a coin purse, almost. I'll, I'll take it. Why yeah, not? I'm not normally for stealing, but if they didn't lock it, I feel like this is a good opportunity to teach them a lesson. Right. Yep. This is this is a lesson to be learned. Yeah. Yes, we're helping. Yes, I'm help. We're helpful. Yes. Yes. You pull out this little bag. Which one of you grabs it? Um, I would assume you, but yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take her. Um, you pull out this bag. I would like you to roll me three d four, please. Oh no, that is seven. You pull out this little bag and you. Give it a little shake, shake. Uh, you hear some, sounds like. Some rustling. Yeah, a little rustling. Some jimmies that are being rustled. No one's rustling your jimmies. Per- perpetually. <laughs> perpetually, <laughs> jimmies are being rustled. Uh, you open the bag up. You take a look inside. You see that there are seven beans inside this bag. Hmm. Um, hmm. Okay. What's in them? It's just beans. What kind of beans? I, uh, I mean, it doesn't look like a lima bean. Perhaps a a pinto. I think these are pintos. Well, pintos and limas are very different types of beans. Well, here, to, I mean, what do you take a look? Uh, I take it in my hand and I I look over the shapes and the bobs and I'm like, that's, that's not a pinto bean. But I don't really, but in my head, but I don't really want to tell him that because I don't want him to feel bad about his bean knowledge. <laughs> and then I uh, I drop it on the ground to try to hear the click sound that it makes. Um, I'm assuming it is a hard bean to try and help figure out what type of bean it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need Seamus and Billiam then to roll me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, uh oh. Got a 10. Must be one of those super bouncy beans. Oh, I get to use my ability this time. I rolled a nat 1. However, <laughs> that is a 23. Okay, please hold. Uh, Billy, you take 8 fire damage, and Seamus, you take 4. Okay. From, from what? As you throw the bean on the ground... It actually explodes in a 10-foot radius, extending from the bean, and it causes fire damage. All right. Note to self. Ow. Don't do that. Billiam, with your extreme bean knowledge and having expected these and now thrown it on the ground and see its effect, I want you to roll me a... I guess we'll do an arcana check. Roll me with advantage. Okay. Advantage for bean knowledge. 22. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, After now looking at these and throwing it on the ground and seeing the effect it has, you know that these are what is known as a bag of beans. So essentially, if you throw them on the ground, they explode with fire damage. But if you were to plant them and then water them, they produce different effects. Okay. Um, I'm like, my eyebrows are scorched and I look over to a... (laughs) <laughs> to um Seamus and say so they're not the standard typical variety of bean I will say I think that was a little evident by the fact that we just got burnt yeah I'm gonna I know this might sound like a shock they're magical beans ah yeah special special breed huh well fuck that, okay that's when you cross the pinto and the uh and the lima beans together that's how you get this pima yeah pima Linto? beans these are pima beans. Pima beans. Pima Lento beans are completely different, and they're very boring and inert and don't do anything. Ah, I see, I see, I see. Uh, 
I'm going to write that down as Pima beans. You guys, you one of you can <laughs> add a bag of Pima beans. You have six left. I think I'll, uh, I will, I will bestow upon uh, the, the bean expert his bag of beans. Ah, uh, yes, I will add that immediately. You can add a bag of beans and just make a note that you have six. Huh, all right. Well, I mean, not too shabby. What do you think? Let's uh, crack her open a uh, couple others. Go ahead. Uh, roll me an investigation check. You have the center and the right. Let me know what you want to do. I thought you meant a couple of the beans, and I was like, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Keep those, keep those uh, way, way buried deep. Uh, that is going to be a 15 investigation to the center chest. All right. You inspect the center chest uh, with a 15. You see this one is much better quality. You see, again, it has no lock on it. Uh, when you put your hand on the chest, you... It's weird. You hear like a little a little growling noise from somewhere in the room. Oh no. But this this chest seems solid. Mm. Is it locked? Uh no, this one doesn't appear to be locked. I'm going to give it a gander and very confidently kind of move Seamus to the side and uh, open it briskly. Please, please. Yeah, you open it up. Uh inside you see that there is a helm. Hmm, what kind of helm? Uh, this looks to be some sort of plate helm. It has, it, it looks more, think like Roman helmet, mm-hmm. like face open so you can see spiky thing on top helm. Hmm, okay, okay. Um, hmm. I'll pick it up. Very magical. You can feel that this is very magical. Hmm. Uh, let's let's hold on to this. I'd like to, I'd like to uh, do a little bit more of an inspection later on. Yeah, I don't think this tomb has been uh, known to have good magical items in it. Roll so me a perception a check. That is a 10. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, well, you know, let's let's check out the last one. What do you think? Yeah, why not? All right. Uh, I'll, uh, Doesn't look nearly as nice. But, you know, I'll, I'll investigate the last one. Yep, roll an investigation check. That is a 6. Uh, this, looks, this chest looks just like the first chest. Uh, right. Not as nice as the center chest. The center chest was made a little more. It looks like maybe they took some time. That's why that one's in the middle. It's the nice one. Mm. But looks like the normal chest. I think this one should be fine. What do you think? I mean, the other ones had stuff in it. Why not? All right, I'll crack her open. Uh, you go to crack her open and roll me initiative, both of you. Ah, son of a... I had a feeling. Ooh, a net 20. Ooh, an 8. <laughs> Equally impressive. <laughs> uh, Billiam, go ahead and go first. Um, do I see anything happen or no? Uh, so you guys hear, as you get closer to this chest and, uh, Seamus goes to investigate it and knock on it, kind of touch it, teeth sprout from it. You've seen these before. This is a mimic. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to, um, uh, back up, (laughs) (laughs) back over to where the first chest was on the left. And, uh, I'm going to do a firebolt. Just Just a classic. Go for it. Does an 11 hit? An 11 does not hit. All right, I, I back up, crack my fingers all confidently, and then miss. <laughs> uh, Seamus, that is your turn. Uh, all right, well, assuming that nothing bad happens to me, I'm going to whip out my rapier and uh, and poke it. That go. Try to poke it. <laughs> uh, that is a... Uh, it's a cocked nat 20, so I'm rerolling. Oh, all right. I like your honesty. That is an actual nat 20, Ooh. so keep that motherfucker. Crit roll! 
All right, roll double the dice for damage, sir. You sure you don't want to re-roll that one? Uh, Could get a one. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely does well. A one I might be able to re-roll. Uh, all right, so that is 15 piercing damage. Oh, ow. Okay, uh, 15 piercing damage. Uh, and then I'm going to use my bonus action, whip out my dagger, and attempt to, uh, you know, jab him right in, uh, right in one of the two fizzes. Go for it. Fucking two. Hey, you did something. <laughs> Boy, am I bad at those bonus weapon attacks. All right, uh, that's going to be its turn. It is going to... So your reach only has five, so you have to be right next to oh, it. Oh, I'm within. Uh, it is going to make a bite attack on you. Mm-hmm. That's only a ten to hit. Oh, that's a hard miss. Okay, uh, that's going to go back to William's turn then. All right. Um, you know what? Why not? Let's do a chromatic orb on this guy. Um, I'm <laughs> going to try to back up further until I hit the wall. Um, okay. I mean, it, it, there is no wall. This is a closet-sized room. You can back up out into the hallway and try to hit it, but Seamus is right in the way, so... Yeah, I'm just going to stay in the room as back far as I can, and I know it looks like I'm always running away, but I promise I'm doing this You're about 15 feet away, if that helps you. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do a first-level chromatic orb. It's going to be of a... This is going to be poison damage. Okay. Does a six hit? A six does not hit. See, I made the mistake of rolling all the damage first, mm, just confident I, that I would hit, and yep. then rolled the hit yep. die and missed. I would like you, because you tried to cast a spell, though, to roll me a wild magic. Ooh, 50 50. It's an 11 and a minute. Motherfucker! 10. You're now at 11. How do you keep doing this? I want to get to 20 and then roll in that 20 and then argue whether or not I deserve to get the wild magic surgeon. <laughs> Can he be a god if that happens? No. <laughs> please <laughs> <laughs> well you know what if it ever happens we'll talk okay okay that that <laughs> uh all right uh that's gonna be Seamus' turn uh all right so i am going to uh i'm gonna try and stab him again with my rapier mm-hmm. that is a 21 to hit that hits and that is nine piercing damage okay and I'll hit him again with my dagger. Likely. Not likely. It's a four, though. Nope, you didn't do it. Okay. All right, that's his turn. He's going to try to bite you again. Does a 16 hit. Oh, it just hits. All right, you are going to take 10 piercing damage and 5 acid damage. What the f- Jeez. Uh, Billy, me your turn. All right, um... The other chromatic orb risk. I'm going to roll the hit die first, but also try to do a chromatic orb again. Okay, go for it. That's a 10. <laughs> that doesn't hit. <laughs> and uh, 13 on the wild magic surge. <laughs> so I'm at a 12 now. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, Seamus, your turn. Is this thing looking fucking raggedy yet? Meh. <sighs> All right. It's a chest with teeth and a very long tongue. It didn't look good to begin with. Uh, okay, so something like Shatter. So just to, to check with the DM, mm-hmm. um, Shatter uh, imposes disadvantage on a saving throw if something is made out of uh, inorganic materials such as stone, crystal, or metal. Um, would that uh, would that take effect on this? Uh, 
No. All right. Well, then uh, I'm not gonna not gonna waste anything. Uh, I'm gonna just uh, keep going with my rapier. Because um, they're shape changing predators, and it does say they are monstrosities. I would have to believe they are made out of organic material, taking mm-hmm. the appearance of an inorganic material. Fair. Fair. I think that's fair. Uh, all right. So uh, as a bonus action, I'm going to uh, use my I'm gonna bardic inspiration. Uh, Billiam over there. All right, Billiam. Third time's a charm. Here you go. Here you go. Oh boy. Uh, and then I'm going to uh, I'm gonna attack again with my rapier. Go I'm gonna for stab it. him straight, uh, right in the um, uh, right right in the keyhole. I'm gonna try to get uh, right in the keyhole. Vicious. Uh, that is a 14 to hit. Uh, that does hit. All right. And that'll be 11 piercing damage. Nice. Is that your turn? Yes. Okay. Uh, that is then going to be its turn. It is going to try to bite you again. Does a 22 hit? Oh, I really wish it didn't. You say, I really wish it didn't. And you feel like a little magical sense come over your body. Something that you really haven't felt before. Huh. It's going to re-roll for you. What? Does 19 hit? <laughs> I also wish it didn't. It's gonna roll damage. Uh, that is 11 piercing and 2 acid. Uh, I'm down. Oh. <laughs> that. that. Uh, Alright, uh, Billion, your turn. Uh, I mean, if he's down, I'm gonna... I'm... Okay, I'm just I'm gonna go all out. Um, I'm gonna hit him with my highest level chromatic orb, which is only level two, but I feel like it's a big deal. Go for it. That's a that's a seven. Um, you don't hit, but I do need you to roll on the table. Yep. And I believe you're at what a twelve. Yep. That's a nine. Well, uh. Looks like we have our very first wild magic surge. Yep. All right. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, and this is the first time it's happened on the podcast, we are using a revised wild magic surge table. So we're actually doing this as a D300 is essentially what's going to happen. So first things first is I'm going to have you roll me a D20. Uh, one through three is going to get you something extreme. A four through a nine is going to get you something moderate. And a 10 through a 20 is just something that's kind of like a nuisance. All right. So you want high. Let's go for a three. It's a 14. Okay, perfect. So we're in the nuisance. So now roll me a D100. 92. Oh, Jesus. All right, give me a second here, folks. Give me something to kill the mimic, please. <laughs> Heal Seamus. <laughs> Uh, you gain the effects of the blur spell for one minute, which does not require concentration. Oh, actually, this is fantastic for you. Uh, your body becomes blurred, shifting and wavering to all those who can see you. For the duration, any creature has disadvantage on attack rolls against you, and your attack, uh, an attacker is immune to this effect if it doesn't rely on sight. So, Mimic definitely relies on sight. Uh, you... It's going to have disadvantage on all attack rolls against you. Seamus, I meant to do this. 
no, no one's here to see this. <laughs> no response. <laughs> no, no, um, none of my friends saw this. <laughs> with that, I am going to need you are reset back down to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seamus, I am going to need your very first death save throw. Natural twenty. You are back up with one hit point. Seamus, you missed something. <laughs> uh, Seamus, you wake up and you pop up and Billiam is just blurring in and out. His entire being seems to be pixelated in some form. Fuck this place. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> uh, Alright, Seamus, go ahead. Take your turn. Uh, Alright. I am going to disengage uh, and Seamus is uh, in effect just going to look over at Billiam. Uh, we got to get the fuck out of here. Fuck this place. It's okay. I'm immortal. Just get out of there. Uh, disengaging, running away. Uh, going to... I'm going to cast Healing Word on myself. Okay, go ahead. That is 7 HP. Okay. Uh, you gain back 7 hit points. Uh, that's going to be the Mimic's turn. You have gone away. It is going to... It's actually going to hold its turn in case one of you comes closer. Alright, so does it go to me? Uh, yep. I'm gonna look at my hands and be like, I knew I was immortal. Um, I'm, I'm very much, uh, I very much am overestimating the ability of the effect that I've given myself. <laughs> and I'm going to cast, I'm going to go for a fire bolt on it. Go for it. Finally, is that a, does a 21 hit? Uh, 21 definitely hits. Five fire damage. Perfect. Okay. Um, and Seamus, what do you want to do? Uh... I guess I'll throw some vicious mockery its way. You worthless little fucking piece of wood. Worse than wood, imitation wood. Let's not let's not dock wood here, but it is bad. Piss off. You say imitation wood, it shudders a little bit. <laughs> uh, is that is that a save on attack? Uh yes, wisdom. Wisdom. DC fifteen. Uh, he got an eight. What's the damage? Three psychic. Ow. He's not looking great. He's definitely looking splintered and worn down. Uh, a couple of the teeth are knocked out. It's going to be his turn. He's going to move forward 15 feet up to Billiam, and he's going to try to bite Billiam. Uh, for what it's worth, Vicious Mockery does impose a disadvantage to attack. Okay, perfect. And he had disadvantage anyway, so he's not going to have super disadvantage. But Oh, no. come on. I'm immortal. I'd like to see you try. This one was caught. I'm going to re-roll it. Please. Um, Billiam does a... 19 hit you. Yeah. I really, really hope that it doesn't. Uh, Billiam, that is going to be 7 piercing damage and 8 acid damage. For 15 total? Yes. I am severely wounded, and the, my immortality idea has been shattered. <laughs> I... I thought I was. I thought I had turned into a demigod, and I'm actually just a little blurry. <laughs> and I'm actually just a little blurry. All right, does that go to my turn? <laughs> yeah, it's your turn. All right. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, how hurt does it look? Pretty bad. Oh, it looks bad. All right, I'm gonna cast. Uh, you know, I'm gonna do a chill touch this time. Um, roll a hit. Does a twenty-three hit? Yes. That's eight damage. Oh God, that hurts so and, bad. And it can't heal. Not that it could, but. You know, yep. Just remember that. Um, and then, uh... Is Chill Touch a cantrip? It is. Okay. And then I believe that, uh, your turn, Seamus. Yep, Seamus, go for it. 
This huh. thing is real injured. Kind of vicious mockery it again. Go for it. Broken fucking hinges and rust everywhere. Should be a fucking shame to yourself. Um, wisdom saving throw. Yep, yep, yep. 17? Yep, that'll pass. Okay. Um, it's gonna be its turn again. It's gonna try to take another bite on Billiam. It's gonna do disadvantage again. Mm. Ooh, uh, that's only a 9 to hit. Oh, that misses, but barely. Perfect. <laughs> it's so bad. injured. It's trying to bite you. It's growling. It just kind of snaps out. You see the little mimic mouth go... Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Billiam, go. All right, firebolt again. Go, go, go. Uh, that's an at one. <laughs> you cast a firebolt, and you miss the mimic, and it hits the back wall, and it sparks and kind of heats you a little bit. You get a little singed. Uh, Seamus, what do you got for me? Uh, I'm going to keep keep insulting its uh, you know method of construction. Bet you were. Bet you weren't even... You weren't. You didn't. It didn't even look like you were. You know, put together on something that was plumb. Yeah, I bet you were machine made. <laughs> yup. Your, your your angles aren't your angles aren't perfectly square. It's looks like it's in the in the high eighties, but not quite ninety degree bends. Was the contractor high when he worked on you? It's a three. Thank fucking god. <laughs> you really insulted it. That's another three psychic damage. Oh, it is so close to being done. Uh, it is going to one more time try to bite. I'm immortal. Due to the disadvantage, a nat 20 has been taken off of the table. Jesus. Replaced with a nine. Ever loving. That misses. Christ. All right, Billiam, come Thank on. Thank goodness for blurry. All right, one last firebolt. That's all, that's all I got left. That's a two. <laughs> well, two, that's a seven to hit. It misses. That misses. Um, I'm going to... Uh, I don't have any bonus actions that I want to use right now, so I'm going to go just for Seamus to kill it. Seamus, can you do it? Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna realize that running away was probably a bad decision and run back in and try and smack it with my rapier again. Go for it. That is a 16 to hit. That hits. And that is seven piercing damage. Would you like to off him? Uh, I would like to stab this thing so many times that it just seems unnecessary. You stab it over and 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 over again. And one more for good measure. And over. Yes. And after that, I give you a plane so that you can slowly plane away its existence by shearing off little bits of wood the whole time. You open your fanny pack and pull a planer out. You guys kill this mimic. And that perception check you rolled me. You didn't hear it before, but it's starting to become louder now. You hear what sounds like Singer's voice screaming for help coming from the door behind you. What the f- Stinger! Screams of pain are ringing out, and you hear chanting? Maybe? In a language you don't quite understand. Seamus, leave the mimic. Go! Go! I'm gonna run across the hallway, bidding Billiam to follow me, and I'm gonna open up that door. Yep, I'm on your tail. Uh, you open up the door. You see that this is a room with high vaulted ceilings, and there is another door across the way. You hear the screams coming from across that door. I'm going to run over there. Uh, you take one step down, and you step on a tile. You realize that the floor imprints a little bit on this tile. It goes down, and an arrow shoots out, just missing you. Uh, Roll me a perception check. 
That is a 16. You look down at the floor and you realize that each tile in this floor has etchings on it. So the way that the floor looks, uh, I'm sorry, this is an audio podcast. I'm going to draw this for them and I'm going to do my very best to explain it to you. There is a grid. This grid is five by five. The door is on the opposite side. So on each tile in front of you, you see that there are etchings. On the first tile all the way to the left, there is an etching of one bird. The tile next to it, three birds. Next to that, four. Next to that one, five, which is the one that you just stepped on. And next to that one, two. And you see that each row has different etchings on it. All birds? All of them are birds, yes. All of them are birds. Not the same type of bird, but each one is a bird. All right, Seamus, I think this is a puzzle. I think I might be able to figure it out. We need to get to that side of the room to help Stinger. Are you, do you have any kind of healing left? I'm really not in good shape to yeah, I'm jump gonna, into a fray. I'm, I'm here. I'll, I'll, I'll give uh, Billy a healing word. Mm-hmm. That's going to be um, 8 HP, and I'll also burn one more for myself. Mm. Thank you. All right. It's okay. Well, he's doing that role. Um, do the tiles look movable? No, you can't slide them around. Okay. They're just floor tiles. It, it is a floor. Uh, what does it look like in the second row? Uh, you kind of glare over the second row. You see that there are same thing etchings of birds. On the first one, all the way to the left, there's three, and then two, and then four, and then five, and then one. Okay. The third row is too far away for you to see at this point. All right. Um, I have a hunch that I'm. Let's let's see. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go over and I'm gonna step on the the one with only one bird. Uh, yep. You step on it and nothing happens. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. In front of you is one with three, and to the right of you diagonal is one with two. Right. I think maybe it might be a consecutive thing. Am I able to see yeah. the third row? Um, from the first row, no. You would have to go to the second row. Can I jump to the second one marked with a one now that he has pushed a one? There is no other one. I mean, the one that is marked with a ah. one is all the way on the other side of the room. I gotcha. All right. Yeah, I think you're on to something, Seamus. Try jumping to two. I'm, yeah, I was going to All right. Yeah, I'm going to jump because I think I have more HP and maybe I might be able to, you know, mm-hmm. dodge out of the way and maybe a little bit better. I'll, I'll jump on the one with two. Yep. It works. Okay. All right. Seems good so far. Is there one in front of me with three? Uh, there was one back to the left that has three on it. I think it's worth jumping back. You'll end up on not, the Not back, I'm sorry. It is to the left of you. Right. Looking at the third row, you are now the second tile in. So there's a tile in front of you, to the left, and to the right of you. The tile to the left of you, diagonal forward, has three birds etched onto it. Okay, yes, yes. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, to uh, jump to that one. Okay. And then the tile directly in front of that one has four. Yep, The one, one to the left has five. I'm, I'm going to jump on four. Okay. Uh, nothing happened, and there is a doorway directly in front of you. Okay, so I can I, I can I can just jump off of the tiles and grab the door? Yes. Before you open the door, let me jump through the sequence as well. Uh, yep, you guys follow, you follow his sequence. <clears throat> nothing happens. You're fine. All right. You ready to go? I'm going to put a hand on Billiam's arm. We've got this. 
you've got this. We can do it. Uh, and I'm going to give him another bardic inspiration. Okay. You have bardic inspiration. I'm going to crack open the door. You crack open the door. And inside this room, you see Stinger up on an altar. A wooden slab in the center of the room. Blood pouring from his chest. His stomach looks to have been cut open and gutted. You see lizard folk surrounding him. They see you bust in and three of them flee through an open door. Don't know if they're scared or just caught off guard. You see that there is one shaman left chanting, standing up on what appears to be a little stage that's been erected in this room. And he looks at you and he says something in a language that you don't understand. But one of the lizard folk remaining turns and faces you, spear in hand, and again says something that you can't quite understand while jabbing a spear towards your direction. I'm, I'm going to engage. Nope, roll initiative. Yeah. I'm going to stand here to engage, but good luck. (laughs) That is a 19. Uh, Okay, give me one second. Let me roll their initiative. Billion roll initiative as well. 17. Okay, give me one second. Uh, Billion, you said 17. Seamus, you said 19. There are two of them. I've got to roll. So just so you know that there are two lizard folk left in the room and the shaman, so three total. Okay, uh, Seamus, you were actually going to go first. So one of them is standing towards you with a little spear, kind of jabbing it towards your direction. Uh, the other lizard folk is still standing over Stinger, and the priest is up on this little tiny stage starting this chance that you, you don't understand it, unfortunately. All right, um, I'm going to look at all three of these. I'm going to try and see if I can get within 30 feet of each of them so that I can cast Bane. Uh, yeah, you can easily do that. All right, so each of them is going to need to make a charisma saving throw and beat a 15. Okay, give me one second. Um, so two, the, both of the lizard folk fail. The shaman is the only one that makes it. I really, really would like it if he didn't. He, again, you, you send this wish out into the universe and a magical something washes over your body. You feel more magic in you than you typically have and... He rolls and crits. <laughs> he definitely, definitely makes it. You're not doing magic very well right now. Yeah, t- t- fucking tell me about it. Uh, okay, so both of the lizard folks are banes. Um, so that is actually going to be the one with the spear's turn. It is going to look at you, and he is going to kind of now, I guess, just lunge towards you and see what he can do. Uh, does a five hit you? Uh, yes, that happens to be my AC. No. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, what? No. <laughs> Billy, if your turn, you I be, was so concerned. You gotta be minute. careful, she'll, she'll just take your word one day. Billy, <laughs> <laughs> your turn. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, um, the one that's lunging towards him, I'm going to cast Chill Touch on. Okay, go for it. That's an that one. Uh, that doesn't doesn't do anything yeah which i yeah the second lizard folk is going to raise up a dagger and bring it down into stinger and he hits him you see him cut more into stinger's chest stinger is still crying but he is losing a lot of blood and he is losing it quickly that is going to be the priest's turn uh the priest is going to continue to chant as he is chanting you see that there is a rumbling of the ground happening Something is shaking the earth underneath where this altar is. Um, The room itself is starting to shake, but it's definitely concentrated under this altar. 
Uh, Seamus, back to you. All right. Um, would you say that uh, a would you say that any two of these guys are within a ten foot uh, distance of each other? Of each, the two lizard folk are within ten feet of each other on the ground. Okay, so those two, I'm going to cast uh, shatter in the middle of uh, to try and envelop both of them. Okay, if you do that, it will also hit stinger. Okay, never mind. Um... You could. You could hit a little bit. Oh no, it hit Billiam then. There is nowhere you can hit just the two of them. I apologize. I'm gonna cast dissonant whispers on uh, the on the one that just cut into Stinger. Okay, what are you whispering? Um, you fucking leave him alone. You're gonna meet a. Oh, you're gonna meet the worst end that's possible. All right, let me roll a wisdom saving throw minus the d4 for him being deigned. Uh, does a 16 pass? He does pass, but he'll still take half. Okay, go for it. Holy, wow. That is no damage whatsoever. That is 7 damage, halved to 4. Okay. Well, it's not no damage, it's 4. <laughs> I was like, that's still something. Alright, uh, Seamus, that was great. It is then going to be the lizard who is in front of you. He is going to again try to stab you. Uh, that's only a four to hit. Uh, swing and a miss. Perfect. Uh, that is then going to William sir. Alright. Can I get up to... Can I get around so that I can face the one that's trying to hurt um, Stinger and the Shaman at the same time in a 15-foot cone in front of me for no particular reason? Yes, you can do that. Alright. The particular reason actually was particular, and it was to cast Thunderwave. <laughs> Congratulations, you, you tricked the end. In order to do that, you do have to stand directly next to Stinger, but then you could face him and hit backwards. So it will not hit Stinger, but you are right next to him now. Okay. So you have to be within five feet of Lizard One to do it. Uh, I will do that, and I'm good. they're going to have to roll constitution checks. Okay. Uh, one of them is Bane, so I will take that one off. Okay, uh, so the priest for a constitution check only gets an 8, and the other lizard is only going to get a 13. Okay, the the attack, the attack save was a 13, so I don't know if that goes my way. It does anyway. save. It goes okay. to him. Um, so the one that failed um, will take a bunch of damage and gets pushed 10 feet away from me. The other one passes and will take half. I'll roll the damage. Okay, please do. That's two ones on two d8s. Wow. So two damage to the one that... Uh, that failed and one damage to the one these rolls are on fire today i don't think i've uh, yeah all right uh you see the priest gets knocked back off the stage and pushed back into a wall there was a wall behind him so he will hit the wall okay uh that is then going to be the one who is trying to hurt stinger's turn he is going to start helping the priest chance and now that you are within range he is going to make an attack on you um, oh, jeez, I'm rolling like crap. That is only a seven to hit. Ooh. Billiam. Uh, seven hit Billiam, miss. Did you say miss? Uh, it, it misses. Oh, I, thank God. I thought you said hit, and I was like, ah. Uh, no, no, I, don't, I don't do English well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do English. I don't speak common that good. Okay, um, perfect. You notice that the rumbling in the room is getting more intense. The ground is shaking harder. And it seems like there is a small piece of dirt and stuff. It, it almost appears like a small hole is opening up near where this altar is. 
the, everything is shifting, the ground is kind of sinking. That is then going to be the priest's turn. And he is going to roll for something. Okay, uh, Shame, it's your turn. All right, um, on the one next to me, I am just going to uh, make a regular old rapier attack. Go for it. That is a 10. That does not. Yep. Uh, I'm going to use my bonus action to try and hit him with my dagger. Go for it. And a six. That does not hit. Okay. Uh, The one in front of you is going to go again and try to hit you again. He rolled a natural 20. Um, He is going to roll 2d6. You are going to take 11 bludgeoning damage. All right, still up. Okay, perfect. Um, Billiam, that is you. All right, out of the three of them, which one looks the most messed up? They're all about even, unfortunately. Okay, I'm going to aim for the one that's uh, attacking Seamus. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys need to get ready, because you now you now are facing a Billiam that has read the features and traits column of his character sheet. <laughs> Um, I'm going to use Tides of Chaos to get advantage on this attack roll. Yep. And I'm going to roll a level 2 chromatic orb on the person that is attacking Seamus. Okay. That's a 22 to hit. That hits. Oh, yeah. Now I'm going to roll a bunch of damage die. Well, first of all, I should tell you what type of uh, damage it does, because I roll wild magic creases, though. Please tell me. This is going to be thunder damage. Okay, love it. Specifically. Right, I roll a 2 to 5, a 1, and a 2. I am now going to use one of my sorcery points to re-roll three of those damage die again. Yes. I'm going to keep the 5. Still roll two more ones. But that is still 6 plus 5, which is 11, plus two ones, which is 13 thunder damage to this particular person. That is a lot of damage. He's looking hurt. That hurt a lot. Oh, all right. Um, I am then going to stay where I am. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> That is going to be the one who is attacking Stinger. He is going to roll yeah. one more to hit Stinger. And that is an 18 that's going to hit him. Uh, you see Stinger's body kind of flop lifeless there. That is then going to be the priest's turns. He's going to roll. Okay. Uh, you see that the rumbling intensifies. Billiam, I need you quickly to make a dexterity saving throw. 21. You see that the ground starts to sink in right under this altar. And because you're right next to Singer, you start to go down. You jump just quick enough to get back up onto solid ground. But you see that the altar with one of the lizard folks on it sinking, crumbling into the ground. Uh, The rumbling is intensifying to the point that the walls are shaking and there is dust flying everywhere. It's getting more difficult to see. All right, uh, that is going to be Seamus' turn. Um, going for another attack against the guy next to me. That is a natural 20. Go! Crit, roll, crit, roll. That is 12 piercing damage. This guy looks like he is about to pass out. He is about to die. And I'll hit him. No, I won't with my dagger. Okay. I'll uh, change my mind. Hit him and change my mind. He is going to, on his very last breath, try and stab you to see if he can get you. He rolled a nat one. Uh, he tries so hard to stab you, but actually falls back a little bit and he's gonna go prone. Uh, that is then Billiam's turn. 
All right. Um, so there's one person falling into a pit with Stinger with me. Um, how crumbling is that pit? Is that something I could grab Stinger out of? Is he attached to a post? He is... Roll me a perception check. Or an in, actually, roll me an insight check. Six. He's dead. Okay. Um, crap. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, the um, amount of cuts on him, it would almost be impossible for him to have survived. Um, the one in the, the one, the, the lizard falling in the pit with him is he no longer an attack of opportunity range for me. Correct. Okay, so I can move. I'm going to move to get a little bit of distance between me and the other lizard that isn't attacking Seamus, and I'm going to try to cast a firebolt at the one that is attacking Seamus. Okay, the only one is the priest, so he's back away from you anyway. So go ahead, you can attack the one attacking Seamus. An 11 to hit. That does not hit. Um, I don't have any more ability to give myself advantage. I am going to use. Um, I'm gonna. Nope, I'm gonna save my bonus action for next turn. Uh, yep, I'm done. <laughs> okay, um, that is then going to be. Sorry, 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 sorry. The one in the pit's turn, it's not gonna do anything. The priest is gonna roll for something. As the chanting intensifies, you start to hear a growl coming. There is a noise that is now coming from this pit. A hole has opened up and it is continually sinking. You almost can't see Stinger anymore so far down into this pit. Uh, go ahead and Seamus, go for it. Uh, gonna hit the guy in front of me. Perfect. Uh, nope, that's a total miss. And gonna try again with my dagger. Uh, that is a 13 to hit. Finish him. Uh, I am going to take my dagger and just slit straight across his throat. Perfect. Love it. This guy falls down to the ground dead. The priest is the only one alive. Um, it is going to be Billiam's turn. Is there anything you'd like to do? Uh, um, can I... Stinger looks dead. Um, I'm gonna back away from the uh, the column that looks like it's falling, and I'm gonna yell to Seamus and say, "I don't think Stinger made it. He's falling into a pit. I don't know what to do." Let's get out of here. Um, I'm going to, um, you know what? I'm gonna do a level two chromatic orb at the priest. Okay, go for it. This is going to be a poison damage. Nice, go for it. Does a 24 hit? That absolutely hits. Nine damage. Uh, he is barely holding on at this point. All right, and then what I'm going to do as a bonus action uh -huh. is convert some of my sorcery points to get me some extra spell slots. Okay, I'm also going to need you, and I'm sorry I missed this last time you did your chromatic orb. You owe me two wild magic surges. I did roll both of them, and both of them was a 14 and a 9. Okay. And I did increment perfect. by three. I now have to roll one more. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Okay. As long as you're keeping track of it, that's perfect. This was a 5, and I'm at a 3, so now I'm at a 4. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, that is then going to be Seamus' turn. Uh, I'm going to... Seamus is going to take a look at the priest... Uh, and is going to give a uh, vicious mockery. Go for it. As a wisdom save of DC 15. Go for it. Go for it, myself. 
Oh, and he, oh, he's not paying. Uh, nope, he rolled a 12. You piece of shit. Get some fucking moisturizer, you fucking loser. He's getting a little more personal. <laughs> uh, that is two psychic damage. He is almost gone. Looking real bad. All right, uh, that's the priest, and he's going to roll one more time. The priest shouts one final word. You guys don't understand it, but this growl becomes louder and louder. Billiam and Seamus, you are knocked backwards. You look up as you see a giant purple worm emerge from this hole. It is going to jump out of the hole. You see in its mouth, it has stinger. It swallows him in the lizard folk hole. And as it comes back down, it almost does an arc in the air. It doesn't even seem to notice you as it burrows a new hole directly next to where that hole was and goes back into the ground. The priest from exhaustion seems to pass out there. You can't tell if he's dead or just purely passed out, incapacitated, but he falls over. There is a magical sense that fills the room. The torches that were on the walls extinguish themselves, and then somehow a few seconds later seem to relight, and there is a red haze that has covered the floor, almost like a smoke that's blown in. The rumbling has stopped. Billiam, it's your turn. Um... Is there anything else in the room other than the priest and Shamus and I? Not anymore, besides this weird red haze that's covering the floor. It's almost like a fog machine on a dance floor. It's just like a low... Is there a high point to stand on that's above the haze? There is not, but you are in the haze and it doesn't seem to be hurting you. The only thing you see in this room right now are the torches, the two holes. There is the dead lizard folk that you were that uh, Seamus have taken care of. There is the priest that is either dead or incapacitated. And there is a door on the other side of the room. All right, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to yell to Seamus and say, we have to, we have to get to this door. Are, are you able to make it? Uh, I, I should be able to. Let's, let's go. All right. I, um, I use the dash action. I book it. Uh, as we're, as we're running by, I'm going to glance at the priest and check to see that it's that he's not going to follow us. Uh, he looks incapacitated. You do see next... Roll me a perception check really quick. That is a 17. You do see next to his body is a book that has the same uh, scorpion symbol on the cover of it that is on the amulet of Billiam. I'm scooping up that book and I'm booking it. You run by, you scoop up the book, you book it out of there. You get to the door on the other side. Thankfully, it's unlocked. You push slash pull it. You're not really sure, but you eventually get it. There's no sign on this one. The door opens and the sun beams down. Sand whips and you are outside again. You see that you have exited the tomb on the opposite side from where the carriage is. You remember as you were pulling up, there was the rectangular room that was in front of you. And then there was a rectangle off to the right side. You guys take some time. You collect yourself. Shake off whatever just happened. And I'm assuming you don't want to stay in the desert very long. Let's get back to this carriage, assuming the horses are even alive, and let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think I think we need to we need to leave this tomb behind. Thankfully, you guys weren't in there very long. The horses are still there. You make your way to the front of the tomb. 
They're a little dehydrated, but you left them with enough food and water that they lasted. You get back on, and you're back on the road. William, I I know that this didn't go as we planned. I really hoped that we would have been able to come out here for better, not for worse, but th- this doesn't need to be the end. We can... We can still, like like the mayor had mentioned, we can head back to Velohaven and try and see if we can get to the bottom of what might have been happening with some of those kids. I, I know that you you ended up grabbing some of the professor's ashes. We can probably return them. Yeah, we can. We maybe didn't succeed in trying to stop them from being able to sacrifice kids there, but maybe we can stop them more at the source or something. Yeah, Find yeah. Find out more. And you, uh, you grabbed a book while you were there, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was on, it was on the priest's body. But I mean, it, it looks like it has the same insignia as what the, uh, what the professor's amulet had. Well, maybe we can, maybe we can still figure out how to end this uh, damned curse once and for all. So, yeah, it never has to hurt anyone else again. No, it, it won't have to hurt anyone else. You'll, you'll be the last one to hold it. I feel like we uh, deserve a good bowl of oatmeal and a rest, though. At this point, <laughs> I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, let's um, let's let's I guess head back to the strip it's closest and let's take a break in an inn or something. Yeah, we'll we'll figure everything out in the morning. I think we we just need a rest. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. I, it's hey, it's it's gonna be all right, bud. It's gonna be all right. You guys travel down the road. It doesn't take you too long. You get back to the strip about a half a day. Once you're back at the strip, the noise comes back in. People, the show, the half-naked men and women jiggling about on the roadways. You see a couple casinos. You see the White Hatter. You see a couple other smaller places. Um, And then you you get closer towards the other end of the strip, and you see a little unassuming inn. Uh, It looks somewhat like a little log cabin, kind of... It doesn't look like it's big enough to house a brothel or any gambling or stuff like that. You can assume maybe it's just a bar. A nice place to sleep. Uh, you guys have a valet person up front to go and park your horse and carriage for you. And you're escorted inside. Inside, you see that this is more of like a, think a whiskey cigar lounge. There's a lot of people sitting. There's a quiet fire going in a hearth. There looks to be comfortable seating. There is a bar, and there's a lot of more quiet conversations going. Uh, and you see a bartender and a few open seats at the bar. Yeah. Uh, let's. What, what do you think? Let's let's see if we can inquire about probably a room, but probably also let's let's be honest, a couple drinks. I think a couple drinks. Let's get some food and we'll steal a room. Yeah. 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 You walk up to the bar, you take a seat, uh, you see that the bartender comes over to you. A human gentleman, average looking, nothing special, wiping down. Um, hi, hi, gentlemen, uh, can I can I help you with anything? What can I get for you? Yeah, could we, uh, could we get uh, a room if, you, if you've got one available? Uh, you just want one or you need two? We'll just steal one. Yeah, that, that'll do. That's perfect. We're a bit full right now, but I definitely have a room available. It's just got to be cleaned. If you want to just take a seat at the bar, wait here a few moments. I'll get your keys when it's ready. Uh, sure, sure. Uh, thank you, sir. Perfect. Have a have a seat. 
you guys sit down and you hear a voice behind you. You guys look like you've had an awful day. Why don't I buy you guys some drinks? And folks, that's where we're going to end our session. Wait, what? <laughs> Hi. What? Guys, yeah. uh, thank you for sticking with us. This was an absolutely crazy episode. We did not mean to kill off the <laughs> <a> professor. <laughs> nope. Yeah. No, that we was didn't. very unplanned and a very impromptu <laughs> thing. Um, Dude, but the dice don't lie. Holy oh shit. Yeah. The Holy more crap. that we get into this, the dice tell a story. They really do. Uh, the more that we get into this, the more that we are finding that we're having lots of discussions about the episode after the episode and crazy stuff that we want to share with you guys. Uh, so... Starting next session, we will be starting kind of a bonus content where we'll talk about the episode, talk about stuff that happened to the episode, talk about maybe homebrewed stuff that we've come up with, some crazy things here or there. It'll help make a little bit more sense to the story. Things that we had forgotten about our characters <laughs> continuously, which you know, <laughs> in, you know, definitely uh, you know, kind of impact decisions that are made because you know, yeah. if only you had remembered. We're not going to uh, point fingers shaming. at anyone, though. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, and yeah. we're also probably going to get very off topic, so we're going to pre-apologize for that. Oh, yeah. But uh, that stuff will be launching on our Patreon that we've talked about a little bit. So we'll put out links to that on our Facebook and our Instagram, and you'll be able to see them in the show notes coming up as well. So, again, if you're looking for us, go ahead and find us on Facebook or Instagram under Dyson20. That's D-I-C-E-O-N-2-0. And... Go rate us over on Apple Podcasts. That is where 90% of our rates and reviews come from. That's the mm. only way we get on podcast charts. And we'd really love to see us work our way up there. So if you enjoy this at all, leave us a rate, leave us a review. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Bye.